0: Hello everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us and uh, we're sort of taking a break from the series we've been in on the church because it's Christmas season and we're talking about Christmas. And uh, I like to talk about Christmas. It gives me another opportunity to talk about Jesus in case you hadn't noticed. I like to talk about Jesus and and so that's always good and this just kind of opens up huge parts of the of the world to the reason for the season. And it's always my heart that people would get the reason for the season, why we do everything, why, you know, everything sort of gets, you know, basically kind of stopped. Uh, um, you know, everything will close down coming up next week, and, and uh, people are very focused, and I know that, you know, it's, it, gets, uh, it can be a little consumer-driven and all that other stuff, but behind it all, the reason for it all is, is Jesus. And I love that about Christmas, that Jesus is, you know, the reason for Christmas is because He came. And that's what we celebrate. So last week we talked about why He came. Uh, and he came because we needed a Savior. And, and we talked about last week one of the amazing gifts that we have in that, which is eternal life. And we, we talked about that for, for our time together last week. Um, today what I want to do is I want to talk about another amazing thing that happens that we celebrate in, in that Jesus came at Christmas and I want to talk today about the peace of God and how amazing that peace of God is and and what that looks like and so we're going to take some time to talk about those things together in our time today but before we get that I always uh, you know I do a transition thing where I always tell a bad joke and I was kinda hunting around you know one of the problems with Christmas is um, I told a joke years and years ago now about snowmen It's, it's, it's like and unfortunately it's the joke that all the other bad jokes are measured against and I've told it enough that I can't tell it. But just to let you know, that, just in case you hadn't heard it, it's, the, it's, a, it's a classic snowman joke. What did, what did one snowman say to the other? And the response is, do you smell carrots? And that's, that's like, there's, it's, it's the best joke there is. There's, there's, there's the three men that came from afar, which we'll, we'll tell every other Christmas year. But this one is the classic. It's a classic snowman joke. It's very hard to sort of come up with that. So I have a couple of other snowman jokes. They're not as good as do you smell carrots, but that's what can you do um, what's a snowman's favorite Mexican food burritos I see <laughs> why did frosty go to live in the middle of the ocean because snowman is an island snowman is an island <laughs> you're welcome Merry Christmas. Scripture reading is here on purpose. I put it here on purpose every week. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. We started this last week. I want to finish it up this week. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord. This will be assigned to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So last week, as I said, we looked at the first part of the, that, those verses in Luke 2. And uh, You know, I I made the point that that we have a great Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Lord, born on a very real day in history, born on a day, a specific day, a day that we can find on the calendar. It was a historic day um, that this event took place. It happened in a very real city. Um, Not a mystical city or a mythical city, not in a galaxy far, far away, not in Middle Earth, not any of those things. It happened in a very real city, we we determined that, that it was Bethlehem, which is about six miles outside of Jerusalem. This took place. So on a very real day, on a very real place that you can go and visit today, um, uh, a very real Savior, Jesus Christ, came into the world. And he came on our behalf because we needed him to, we needed a Savior. And He came and He saves us from our sins, and He makes a way for us to have everlasting life. That's what we talked about last week. Well, today, as I said, I want to talk about the peace of God that's mentioned there in the end of that verse. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. This picks up a theme from Isaiah in another sort of Christmas verse, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and holding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I like that part of the verse. Of his peace there will be no end and my heart for you my desire for you this Christmas is that you enjoy this peace Jesus has come to inaugurate this peace among the people of God and and there's three relationships where I want to talk about this peace and how it impacts us today I want to talk about peace with God and I want to talk peace with your own soul with yourself and then peace with other people as as much as it's possible for that to take place and by peace, you know, I mean not just the absence of conflict, but the, but the presence of, of God in your life, the, the, the joyful tranquility that comes from knowing who you are in Him, and, and as much, um, you know, richness in your interpersonal relationships as you can experience. That's, that's what we're talking about when we talk about peace in this situation. And so let's start by this. First point in your notes is, is let's talk about peace with God. Peace with God. And this is the most basic need that we have, is this idea of peace with God. It's foundational to our pursuit of peace in every other relationship. If we don't have it with God, we will not have peace anywhere else that we turn. It all starts here. Any other peace apart from this one that we may experience would be superficial and temporary at best. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This peace with God that I'm talking about has come because we've been justified through faith. Justified means that God declares you to be just in his sight by, um, by giving to you... The, the churchy word would be imputing to you, but who uses that word anymore? By giving to you the righteousness of Jesus. And, and, um, and that's done by faith. See, and what happens is, is this is the way this looks is that God now sees you in Christ. If it, last week we talked about our need to, to come to Him and, and admit that we've sinned and that we're broken, and ask Him to forgive us which He does, we talked about that in repentance, and then inviting Him into our lives to be our Lord and Savior. And, and that, that, that then completes it, that, that we're adopted into the family of God. We're His children at that point. Sin had separated us, but He made a way for us in Christ, to be adopted into his family, and we, when we ask him to be the Lord and Savior of our life, we're we're there, and he adopts us in, and we're the children of God. But all of this, um, this justification, is by faith. It's not by anything that we've done. It's not by our works. It's not by our traditions. Um, It's not by church membership. it's, It's not by who your parents were. It's by faith in Christ. Alone. So when we believe in Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives and that, that He you know, is, is the treasure, the, 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 the supreme treasure of our lives, um, we're united to Him and, and His righteousness is, is counted by God as ours. That's really cool. We're justified by faith. And the result of that is peace with God. See, now He sees us in Christ. God sees us in the perfection of His Son. So even though we're still... See, here's where a lot of people struggle. We get the idea that we're still a mess. I mean, it, it doesn't take much to figure out that we're still kind of a broken mess in our lives. And, and a lot of times that would sort of keep us from, from fully entering into the understanding of the relationship that we can have with God in Christ. But He sees us in the perfection of His Son. The Holy Spirit is at work within us and and He will continue to work in us while we walk this thing out and moving us along. But we're not completed until we get there anyway. But God already sees us in His Son. That's the whole idea. We're justified by faith. We see us. We've been made just in, in the presence of God. Clean, holy, whole in Christ before Him. And so, so all the dealings that we have at this point forward in, in him, um, you know, God is, is for us. He always wants the best for us. He's with us. He's never against us. He's our father. He's our friend. And we have peace. And this is an amazing thing, peace with God. And it's one of the gifts that comes in Christ. He inaugurates, Jesus inaugurates this peace into the world that doesn't exist without him. And so it starts there. You have to have peace with God before you have peace in any other relationship in your life. But Jesus makes it possible. and We talked about that last week. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that more as we press on. That's the whole deal. But now we have peace with God. Huge, huge thing that happens. Secondly then, then we can move on that. And, and we can have peace with ourselves. We can have peace in our own souls. Um, and, and because of this peace that we have with God, being justified by faith... Um, we can begin to grow in this enjoyment of peace with ourselves. And, and what that means is we can begin to move away from the things that keep us in bondage. The, the tricks and traps of the enemy is how we talk about them. Guilt and shame and anxiety that, that tend to really paralyze us or sometimes make us hopeless. And there's this wonderful promise, I've shared it with you before out of the scripture, we use it a lot, but... But see, at pe- once we're at peace with God and we begin to realize that He sees us now in Christ, that peace that we have with Him begins to and should begin to settle our souls. We're not working for it, we're not performing, we're, we're not stuck in any of those things. We're free now and this peace begins to transform us from the inside out. And Philippians 4, 3, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The picture in that verse I think is so amazing. It's that, see, our hearts and our minds are under assault. And, and, and so there's guilt, and there's worries, and confusions, and uncertainties, and, and threats even that feel like they're coming to us. And, and Paul says that, that God wants to guard our hearts and our minds, and he wants to guard them with peace. And he does it in a way that goes beyond, you know, our own limited sort of comprehension. He gives us um, a peace that passes understanding, an inexplicable peace, a a supra-rational peace. And he does it whenever we take our anxieties to him. And see, here's, here's what begins to happen. My hope is this, that you get this. Because we're at peace with God. And He no longer sees us in the mess that we are still, in our, in our brokenness. He sees us in Christ. When, when we aren't doing our best, when we feel like we've messed up, whatever it is, rather than let the enemy just beat us to death with our guilt and our shame, we just go running to God, who sees us in Christ and and we just we just bring it all to him. God, this is the the mess that I'm in. This is the stuff that's going on. These are my these are my concerns, these are my struggles, these are my troubles. And God just loves us. He 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 just grabs us up in his arms and says, "You know what? I got you. You're going to be okay." And and if we've been if we've been, you know, moving in direction we shouldn't, we just all Papa, I'm so sorry. He goes, I know, and I love you so much. Now go. And he empowers us again to do the next right thing. See, he just, this process is amazing. And we can be at peace with ourselves. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to, to make changes in our lives and to grow in him so that the, the things that once dragged us down no longer drag us down. And, and so we have God helping us, and he, he, he steadies us, and he, he protects us from all of these sort of disabling um, you know effects that fear and anxiety guilt have fear and anxiety and guilt take people like out of life and and they don't need to and and so you know my my hope is this this Christmas that you would take your anxieties and your fears and your worries just take them all to God and ask Him to help you and and ask Him to protect you and, and ask Him to restore your peace and He will and so at peace with God, and then at peace with yourself, he's restoring your peace. And then he'll, he'll use you in that spot to, to make peace. And that's the third thing that's about peace with others. Peace with others. And, and this, is, this is where God wants us to enjoy his peace in our relationships with other people. Now, at some level, this is the one that we have the least control over. So, so we need to think about it carefully. Romans twelve eighteen. this is what Paul says about it. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Um, so we want to do what we can. See, at peace with God now, and at peace with ourselves, we're going to be much better at being at peace with others, because we can sort of relax a little bit and we don't we don 't have to get in that spot where we're we 're overly consumed about our way, being right all the time, um, some of the other stuff that gets in the way of relationship we can we can relax some of those things a little bit, always have an opinion on everything we 've talked about that we can begin to relax some of those things, and we can try and have relationship with with other people um, to the best of our ability and, and you know there's so many broken relationships in our lives. And wherever we can, we, we want to repair them. We want to be people that are forgiving because we've been forgiven. And so we, you know, we have to remember that. In Ephesians, Paul said this in chapter 4:31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, I spent some time a few weeks ago talking about the idea of forgiveness and and um, whenever I get back to it, I think it's always worth bringing this up again because it, it sometimes when we begin to talk about this, and as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Sometimes we have this this thing that'll pop up in in our minds about a relationship we have or don't have with someone because in that relationship we've been really hurt by someone in a in a in a significant way. Um. And so, someone who was in a position in our lives where they should have loved us and protected us or whatever, took advantage of us or abused us or hurt us or a myriad of other things, significant ones. I'm not talking about little tiny things. Little tiny things should just be forgiven and just dealt with and let go. But, but bigger things I get aren't like that. And then some people say, well, you know, I can't be at peace with everyone because this person uh, in my life, you know, they did thus and such to me. And I get that. And... and uh, and then we, this idea of forgiveness comes in. They go, I can't forgive them for that. And here's, here's where I always want to have this little discussion with you. It's always worth having this discussion. Um, there's really... It's not an option to withhold forgiveness if you're a child of God. You need to forgive. But what you need to understand about forgiveness is that forgiveness isn't saying to someone, um, now you can just go ahead and abuse me all over again. Forgiveness is saying, look, I'm going to just trust God with, with what happened. And I'm going to put that in God's hand. Um, but but now there's a boundary in place because I don't trust you right now, and and the reality may be I may never be able to trust you again. Now that you, this might not be said, but this is how you operate: you put a boundary in place. So forgiveness has to be given so that you don't grow bitter. That's what that, that if you if you don't forgive people that have hurt you, you get bitter because they're still using. Or whatever happened, even the enemy gets involved and uses it to hold you down and keep you under that abuse. Once you forgive it and let it go, you can be free from that, and, and it's an amazing deal. But you put a boundary up that says, unless the person who, who did this thing to me is willing to repent and change over time so that I can trust them again, this boundary stays in place. Which is, oh, I've forgiven you completely. I don't trust you. If that's not the right word. But you, you put a boundary there that says, you won't have that same access into my life Until such time as you've demonstrated over time that you really do want to change. That you get what happened and you own what happened and you do whatever it takes to make change. And if you don't want to do that, then this boundary stays in place. But the forgiveness is a non-issue. I forgive you. So I don't want to hold on to it anymore. I'm not going to let you have that power over me. So you're forgiven. Trusted now is on their end. Um, You're not the one keeping it from taking place. If they, want, if they want to be reestablished in relationship, they'll do what it takes. And they won't just say, I thought you forgave me. That's a, that's a sign that they're not wanting to repent. Repentance is, okay, what do I need to do? How do I change? I'll, I will prove it to you over time. And I understand what's needed. And, and we'll, we'll, I would like to get back to that spot. So I'll do whatever it takes. And then not rush it or push it. Just do it. Um, I, I think this is really important. And that... that um, the 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 ability to get there to free you to that place is very significant, so that you can just live at peace with others as much as it depends on you, to the best of your ability wherever you can. You've forgiven and you've let it go, and you've where you've needed to. You've got some boundaries in place so it can't happen again, um, and and then you can sort of be free to you know enjoy, and um, that that will allow you to enjoy relationships in a way that you may not have, um, and you know sometimes when we when we um, some people sort of try to use that stuff against us and everything but that's okay you keep boundaries in place and all the time you remember how much you've been forgiven that's what I do so I know how much I've been forgiven uh, and I'm still forgiven all the time you know I'm a mess and and um, uh, you know God's forgiven me of so much that, that I can stand before him in Christ is an amazing gift and so there's there's got to be room for people um, to, to, to to you know have restored relationship um, if, if that can all move forward. But some, you know, some people won't like, you got, you've got this figured out, right? Some people won't like you anyway. Have you figured that out? <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Some, and so you just got to go, okay. There's nothing, I, at that point, there's not much I can do. And that's, that's part of the deal. And, and uh, that's okay too. But see, it's this peace that we, we can have. And so, you know, my, my heart for you is at Christmas that, that you would know, first off, this peace with God. And, and if you don't have that peace with God, you know, that's just about getting your relationship squared up with Him by, by admitting to Him your brokenness and your need and inviting Him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you've never done that, you should do that. And, and that's just a simple prayer. It's, you know, it's humility and faith. It says, Lord, I, I get it. I'm broken. I've sinned. Will you forgive me? And He does. And then in faith, it's just, uh, just inviting Jesus into your heart and life as Lord and Savior. Just like, Lord Jesus, would you, would you come into my heart? And, and, and in my life, to be my Lord and my Savior. And, and that simple prayer gets this journey started. And at that point, we have peace with God. As we begin to experience that peace with God, we can have peace in our own souls. And we can stop striving, and we can, we can start to thrive. We can quit trying to earn everything, and perform, and, and do all the stuff that's never working. we can actually begin to experience His peace, His rest. In our lives, it begins to change. We don't have to be anxious about every little thing. We can just begin to take them to God. And as we kind of get into that settled place, our relationships with others will be greatly improved and and greatly different. And so that's my hope for all of you this Christmas, that you would experience God's peace um, in every area of your life and that you would know it's one of the most amazing gifts that He gives us at Christmas time. So that's where we'll stop for today. If you're watching by video or on TV, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing that. I'd love for you to come and visit. If you need prayer, go to the website and there's a place for prayer there and we'll pray for you. And I uh, hope to, that you can visit at some point soon. God bless you. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon.